0: everybody, and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. I am your almost always sick, but now a little bit better host. Paul, I'm coming to you, of course, high atop the Brooklyn studios here in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined by my superhuman, maybe alien, co-host of a beautiful man, Dr. John, all the way there in Cincinnati, Ohio. How are you, John? I'm thrilled to hear you've recovered. Well, just barely, John. Uh, the doctors say that they'd like to study me um apparently uh no one has been sick this often um ever so yeah i'm uh I'm going in to become uh, a medical uh a medical study program guy. They don't pay I don't understand no no, but you'll be famous you'll they'll write you up in some obscure journal. will they name uh just sickly people after me nope okay, John yep. Yeah. It's been a long time. I I think I owe you a Happy New Year's here on the show. Oh, yes. And, of course, Happy New Year goes out to all of our listeners. We've missed you. I hope you've missed us. Uh, It's been been a while, uh, but you know what? The holidays are over, and it's time to get back down to business, John. All right. And what we're doing... What are we doing? ...is we're starting Season Trey. That's right. The first episode in Season 3, Out of Town, John. Now, can I just say, re uh, rewatching this, this is how you do a season opener.
1: Yeah, no, season season three really kind of uh, kills it all the way around. I'm going to say
0: sets the bar, John.
1: It really does. It sets the bar. It starts out great. It goes out
0: even better. And it, ah, oh, you took them all. Uh, and an adjective, adjective, great. John, <clears throat> believe it or not, I, I re-watched this episode. Uh, and hopefully everyone at home, sitting around the fire listening to your radio, did the same. And, uh, and John, as always... We're not uh, on radio. As a habit. You're an idiot. As a habit, we, uh, we, we learned three things, John. Would you like to hear any of them? Yeah, all of them. Okay. Number one. Ladies, if you've ever used a hammer, Betty Monster thinks you're a lesbian. And this is true, John. Every time I see a woman with a hammer... Yeah, Uh, I usually point and scream lesbian. Oh, that's a way to lose friends. Not popular. Not popular. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, Number two, and this—I think this might be true. I've never tried this. You're gonna have to tell me, John. Uh, If if your air conditioner is broken in a hotel, step one: take your pants off. Step two: call a bellboy. In that order. In well, yes. Uh, Number three. And uh, John has asked me to do this one uh, in an English accent, so he can make fun of me. So here you are, number three. An elevator is a lift, a truck is a lorry, and a sassy redhead is Joan. I came out of the, the the accent for the last part.
1: That was that was great.
0: Was that pretty good? Did did you think I'd left the room?
1: Yeah, you brought somebody in for that. There's no way that was I didn't,
0: John. I didn't. That was me and my talent. Wow. Hand in hand, making things happen. How are you not employed in showbiz? Uh, I've been asking myself that every day. Uh, Probably because I look like Paul Giamatti, and there already is one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Will you you start off the episode for me, John?
1: Absolutely. Out of town. Season three, episode one. Uh, What we get to see is... Don Draper, of course, <laughs> why would you start off the episode with anyone else? But uh, we start the whole episode off with a really prolonged
0: flashback. Yeah, and, which, uh, which may I, may I add, uh, because a lot of people ask us why we don't discuss this type of thing. This is shot beautifully. Uh, it's probably one of, I think, just a beautiful way to show someone um, having memories. Really? Yeah, I really, I really thought this was clever and shot well and just very cool. Okay. Do you not agree?
1: Well, I, I thought it was very uh, almost theatrical. You know, it, it seemed like it was more, you know, stage left, turn on the light, there it is. I mean, it just seemed, uh, I don't
0: yeah, know. Well, no, I, I, I can see that. I, I can see that. Okay.
1: But I, I agree. I mean, it was different from all the other flashbacks where you simply change the, you know,
0: you go to that not, location. Not true. They did, did, they, they did do a few other flashbacks where he had them in his house like oh, that. Oh, really? Which ones? Uh, I forget if it was in season one, but it's, it's one where uh, he's, he's, he's a younger boy, yeah. and he gets yelled at, and it, 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 it takes place um, in the dining room. Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure what season it's from, though. Uh, okay. If one of the listeners want to back me. If we have any listeners still, and you want to back me up on that, <laughs> feel free, staff at d47.com. And so what,
1: what, we, what we learn eventually is that this is, in fact, the morning of Don Draper's birthday eh, uh, Yes. So uh, Don's turning another year older, and he's kind of flashing back. And see, this is the weird thing. This is why it's not a memory. This is not a memory. He doesn't remember
0: any of. This. Well, but I mean, he, okay, fair. You know, fair. That, that's the weird. thing Do you thing. not remember being born, John? Because I do. No, you don't. It, I don't. You don't even know what year you were born. I don't. E- I don't, John. <laughs> my my whole life is a mystery. I mean, but, it, that's I, which is true because you're so beautiful, and I'm I'm so just pudgy.
1: Okay. So what we see is that uh we see we see first we see Don's father's wife, Miss Carrie, and she's upset and the dad's really an ass and says, "You know what? Uh you, you killed another one." And and the, the midwife is like, "Yeah, maybe you shouldn't hit her so much." No, so, that'll uh, do it. Yeah. I've heard. I'm not a yeah. doctor, John. Yeah, no, especially in the stomach. So, uh the next scene we see is a uh, a young woman uh getting paid uh, for
0: some frivolity, a prostitute. Bo- we see a prostitute. Yeah. Please don't, don't dance around these subjects. They're important and people need to know.
1: Right. So the, uh, the prostitute is uh, going to get it on with Don's dad. And, uh, and then we immediately flash over to the prostitute, uh, delivering a baby, but not in such good health. And no, I
0: think dead would be the, uh, the, the word you're looking for. Yeah. She dies. Not uh, baby. uh and, the baby and, dies. And, and we find out why, uh, Dick Whitman got
1: his first name uh, because the whore wanted to cut off his dad's dick and boil it in hog fat.
0: And hog fat, yeah. The whore. Well done. Uh, okay, okay. I like all that. We and, then uh, uh, we, we then I believe see another flashback. Uh, what happens is there's a there's a knock at the door, and you see a woman come down the hall with uh, uh, the light which is, uh, yes, uh, Dick, Dick's dad, uh, Dick's mother's, oh, man, Dick's dad's wife. Sorry, guys. Uh, she opens the door, and uh, she's, you know, what's this going on? And the lady says, I have a child for you. I told you God would God would give you one. And um, she's like, what's this about? And uh, the lady said, uh, is your husband home? Leading us to believe that it's his baby. And uh, she takes it in. And,
1: and walks away, and that's kind of the end of the flashback. And Don's uh, warming up some milk.
0: Now uh-huh. is there is there some kind of metaphor there with him scraping the skin off the milk? Uh metaphor. I couldn't come up with anything. It just seems like they show that. Why well, that just that that happens to warm milk? I know, but you know what I'm saying.
1: <sighs> no, I, I can't imagine that. Uh... Because
0: you could have cut straight from from that to him taking the milk up to her. Uh, but yeah. they make a point to show you they show you him taking the skin off. I, I, I'm just saying, John. I'm just asking you because I, I depend on you. I depend on I depend on your brilliance.
1: Well, and here's the thing: there was no metaphor. They just wanted to bring your bring your mind back to the milk, so that when he shows up upstairs, it's kind of fresh in your mind because that that boil over had happened a few minutes earlier. Thank you. There you go. So he's he's trying to comfort Betty. She's not sleeping very well because of the pregnancy. Sure. And um, you know, Don's Don's bag is packed, but. Uh, apparently damaged it is
0: damaged john because little sally draper got a hold of a hammer and broke the latch and i don't know i think it's a cry for attention john i'm not a psychologist i don't know um but what we do find out is that because of the hammer use uh we got my first observation Uh, yeah betty said that she's she's she she likes using tools and she's becoming a great little lesbian
1: well, and, and she seems very pleased
0: about this. I think she's joking. I think that's Betty Monster's um, a try at a joke at her own daughter's expense. <laughs> well, well done. Betty Monster, indeed.
1: Clearly, Sally's just nervous because everything she went through last season, uh, you know, anytime the suitcase came out, Daddy disappeared for weeks at a time. Or months, yeah. Oh, yeah. And came back tan. <laughs> So, uh, so, so the child's just uh, anxious and doesn't want to see Dad disappear again. Truly, um,
0: we then have a, a bit of a, a tender moment where uh, Don tries to help, uh, help uh, uh, Betty Monster yeah. go back to sleep by telling her a little story. Pretend you're on a beach, John. Pretend you're I, on a beach, and and your hand falls into the this, 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 the cool uh, sand in the shade of your chair. She says you're yes. good at this. It's called courses. guided meditation. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Of of course he's good at this, John. He's an ad man. He's the words man. Indeed. Yes. Next thing we know, John, we see ourselves in uh, Peggy's office. She's hard at work, John. She's got her nose at the grindstone and she hits her button to call in her girl, and she uh, she's not responding. We go outside to see her girl. Um, I don't know what you would what what, what you would say. Um, Learning? Uh, canoodling, maybe. Oh. Canoodling All with right. the English guy. And apparently, John, his uh, his dulcet English tones. Uh, right. Whooper, she could indeed listen to him read the phone book. Is that, That's
1: not true, right? I mean, that's just, I, that's hyperbole.
0: You know, I don't know any English people well enough to ask them to read the phone book to me. Yeah. To see, to see how it is. Maybe we could have one um, call in. If we could, if anyone out there is uh, English or British or does a better accent than I do, and would like to, <laughs> and would like to call in on our, um, on our hotline, our Google Voice hotline, and leave a message for us in some kind of um, British awesomeness, uh, we'll play it on the show and probably make fun of you a little bit. But
1: uh, once, once he disappears, we head on into Burt Cooper's office,
0: and we, we're taking in a new piece of artwork. We are, John. Uh, uh, this, this is, uh, as I like to say, too hot for TV. Now, did this replace the...
1: The The Rothko? uh, Rothko?
0: Uh, No, the Rothko's there. You can see the Rothko in the shot. Okay. Yeah, the Rothko's still there. Uh, This octopus, who appears to be pleasuring a shapely Asian woman, um, is maybe a little bit too much for um, our reserved Englishman Lane to handle.
1: Yeah, he almost falls over.
0: Uh, I almost did, too, to be honest with you, and I was sitting down on the subway, so... (laughs) <laughs> just to be clear that octopus is going to town
1: but uh the, <laughs> the the point of the scene is not the octopus no 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 it might be but it's not it's uh we're gonna we're gonna send don on another journey we're gonna have don yet again save the company yeah um there is uh some issues with london fog which lane finds ridiculous because there is no london fog according to him Mm-hmm. there but, isn't uh, there is there isn't apparently I don't know
0: it all stems from uh the the coal in the industrial era when there was you know the air was so bad <laughs> right right, but so so they're they're making the change you know they they had the new um
1: p p l that bought the company and so they're trying to you know smooth things over with some of their customers and and Don's gonna to go to to Baltimore and check in on these guys, but before he heads out, he has to deliver some unpleasant news to Bert Peterson who.
0: Like who the heck is this guy? Did yeah, we who we've never, who we've never effing seen before, John. Yeah, this annoyed me to no end. And I got to say, the first time I watched the show a couple of years ago, I didn't, I didn't really put this together because I was just excited the show was back on the air. But we've never—he's the head of accounts. He's Pete and Ken's boss, and we've never seen him before. And Probably because he has such a horrible temper, no one wants to talk to him.
1: Right? No. Yeah. His his forehead gets red. Ooh. Um So they drop the bomb. It's like, look, got to make a change. It's probably costing the company too much and they can, you know, fulfill his position for less money. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, of course, Roger walks in exactly at the wrong moment. Oh, sure. Uh, Late for the meeting, late for the firing. uh, Delivers a little quip. And uh, Bert, Bert loses it a little bit. A little anger.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, this this was just to kind of set things up. I mean, it added a little funny part to the episode, because when Bert goes out into the office, he uh, tells his friends in mediocrity they can all go to hell, which, how is it anyone else's fault? But this guy is kind of probably on the edge, because his wife has had cancer and has undergone radiation treatment, so he's under a lot of stress, and I think he finally, as they say, blew his stack. Yeah that left that left John speechless. Uh we then get a uh, a call from uh ha- ha- Hadley? Is that her? Hattie? Hattie? Pete's Ooh. girl. Pete's Pete's girl. Oh, Hildy. 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 uh Hildy uh tells Pete that uh, Lane Price would like to speak with him. And uh of course this sends everybody on a bit of a uh a bit of a, a bit of a tear because if they just fired his boss. Oh man, are they going to fire him? Oh yeah.
1: No, I mean, you know, he's he, he's like, oh, you couldn't have uh, couldn't have told me <laughs> in private. We,
0: we also found out um, at the very beginning of the scene uh, from Crane that it's not worth making over forty thousand dollars a year, John, because you're taxed sixty eight percent of that, so you're just working for them. I'd still rather make over forty. Did you watch the State of the Union last night? I no, I couldn't. Okay, I was working. Oh my! I was it. Oh, awesome. Nice. Uh, next thing we know, John, <clears throat> we see uh, our favorite, uh, Joan, and the little English guy. What's this little worm's name? Oh, this is
1: John Hooker. There's no T in this. Just John Hooker.
0: No, no T? Yeah. John T. Hooker. Oh, I get it. I get it. I think. William Shatner. Uh, <laughs> what, what, uh, what John Hooker uh, uh, tells uh, Joan is that he is not a secretary as, as much as Joan... Uh, likes to think that he is, and says that he is not to be referred to as John. He is to be referred to as Mister Hooker. I, personally, I would rather be referred to as John um, than Mister Hooker. <laughs> yeah, you, be- you may imply something else. Uh, this is where Joan sends out the SAS brigade and uh, <laughs> and uses the old. Uh, uh, I realize a lift, uh, an elevator is a lift, and a truck is a lorry. Uh, but you're a secretary, so he did. Uh man, I she, I gotta say, uh I don't think uh in real life that I could ever deliver the lines that Joan says as sharply as she does. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you wish you could talk like that. Yeah, no, she Man. She's very quick wit in the show. She took his pants down and didn't they, like said, what you saw. As well, clearly. Next thing we know, we're in uh, Lane's office, John, uh, with Pete, who is altogether frightened. Peeing peeing his pants. (laughs) Uh, Easily. Uh, He immediately is very concerned. Uh, Lane doesn't do a very good job of putting him to rest until he pretty much just has to say, "Uh, are you going to fire me?
1: Right. Right. But we
0: find out some good news, John. What do we hear? Well, we hear that Pete... Well, first we hear that Lane likes Pete. I like you, okay, and I like, <laughs> and I'd like to make you wait for it, head of accounts. No way, head of accounts, John. I'm not even kidding. You know why? Because you're wormy. You rape people sometimes. You know what you want, and you go and you get it. Creepy Pete, head of accounts. That would look good on a door. Rapey Pete, head of accounts. Yeah, I like it. All right, I like it. Uh, so Pete is. Well, clearly overjoyed, John. And uh, <clears throat> he goes back to... Sorry if I clear my throat. I'm, I'm still a little mucus-iny. Um He goes back to his, uh, his, his little office and he says uh, to get his wife on the phone. He's just
1: bubbly, isn't he?
0: He is bubbly. He does a strange dance that seems altogether horribly acted. <laughs> now, clearly... <laughs> clear, <laughs> clear, clearly, John, this, it's not an easy task to do the excited dance... Um, of a man that is uh so awful. You know, he's so reserved that you just don't think of him doing any kind of joyful dancing. Well, no, yeah, no, it looks like he just got away with doing something really bad. I mean, I wasn't... think that's what he feels like. <laughs> Anytime he succeeds, it's more like he just he just got a good drug deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I eluded the coppers again. Um so he gets, he gets on the phone. Well, he, he makes himself a drink, John, and he gets on the phone to his lovely wife and uh, tells her the good news. She has the ladies from the Met over, though. Oh, now that, are we talking the, 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 uh, the Metropolitan, the, the, the opera? Oh, I don't know, John. It could I think that's all kind of intertwined, isn't it? Sure. I don't know. Oh, that's some hair. I'm not a patron of the arts, John. On the one lady from the Met. Did you see like the porcupine look? Yeah, she's, she's look? a little funny. Everyone, and this is really just because I'm a child. I'd like you to go to your televisions or your computers or whatever screen you 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 might be able to access this on. And look at minute 1445. Pete, in Pete's house, John, are you looking at it right now? Yeah. In Pete's house, there's this screen. Yeah. And in the screen, there's these T-shaped objects. Yes. And they look a little, a little phallic. And it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> <laughs> Do they not?
1: Sure, yeah. You can look at them so? that way. You don't think so? Well, no, because I was looking at the ones that are actually
0: T-shaped before I saw the inverted T-shaped ones. The inverted t shape really knocks it home. I'm sorry you know what I'm a child and I apologize but things like that still make me laugh never apologize for laughter indeed indeed Uh, Trudy has an amazing response to this she no she does one of those which I didn't see coming it feels a little too too uh, comical for Trudy to actually do right when he says he's head of accounts no yes get out get out and then pushes one of the girls from the Uh, (laughs) men Elaine style No, uh, she tells her that, you know, that's not that woman's hair, John. I believe that's a hat. Ah. Sorry. Um, Tells the woman from the Met that she's received good news, and Pete says, hey, you make a reservation somewhere. Surprise me. Now, one thing Pete didn't do is ask if he's getting a raise with this new position, which you always do. She congratulates him for, for for being more noble. I congratulate him for being rapey Pete.
1: And and we go from him to our, our favorite uh, Bucktooth character, Kenny Cosgrove, the heat. and he's walking into the same office, grabbing the same chair, and it's it's just I, I think from a from a, sh- a shooting standpoint, you know, from a uh, how it's how it's acted, you couldn't have a bigger dichotomy between the two guys.
0: Oh, it's great! You get this, You you really is a juxtaposition of their of, of their personalities. Yeah, their their whole demeanor.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Pete just comes off as uh, completely smarmy and, and a weasel. And sure. Lane is, uh, Lane is, uh, you know,
0: more, more relaxed and a weasel. Uh, you, you mean, um, you mean Ken? Ken. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Listeners. Are you a Ken or are you a Pete? John? Can you be neither? <laughs> no, not an option. Are, I mean, you a I think, are you a Ken or a Pete? I think don't, don't they, they the really question.
1: set it up for you to be a Ken the You're way Ken. this is handled. You know, I You're mean, it. he's, he's relaxed. He, he lights up the cigarette. Like, should I be worried? Well, now we're going to promote you. Great. What does it pay?
0: Well, Genius. not as much as you'd like. Well, um, yeah, of course.
1: You know, of course. But, uh, you know, he does the handshake. He's all smiles. Yes. Uh, I'm surprised Lane didn't make the decision right there to just, you know, give him Yeah, the, exactly.
0: Uh, well, you're not as off-putting as Pete. I need to call him back into the office <laughs> and fire him. Uh, we find ourselves then on the plane to Baltimore, which makes no sense at all, by the way. Because you would not take a plane from New York to Baltimore. Why not? It's too close. You take the train. It's insane. Oh really? Okay. How, yeah, I don't how, think anyone would fly to Baltimore, especially on the size plane they're in. If they were, if you were flying to Baltimore, you'd literally be on a uh, a toy plane. One of the little prop guys. Not not even. Just one of those rubber band guys. Oh, you know where you where you, you where you there's a rubber band attached to the motor, and you just more of a gl- just, more of a glider you'll wind it up a <laughs> glider <laughs> anyway uh on this uh, on on the flight um the stewardess literally throws herself at uh Don Draper who 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 has a different name in this case John Oh Bill
1: Billy yes uh the only reason he, she started it though she called him Bill because of a mistaken luggage thing
0: yes uh ap- apparently uh, his brother-in-law had uh, borrowed his luggage to go uh, on a trip and he loves to put his name on stuff that isn't his.
1: Oh, no, no. I thought they had borrowed his brother-in-law's luggage because Sally had hammered the other one.
0: No, no, no. no, oh. No, he says that the brother-in-law has borrowed his. Okay. That's why he says he loves to put his name on stuff that's not his. Gotcha. Yeah, just to be clear. Sure. Uh, so he lies to the stewardess and goes with the name, which I thought was awesome. And then uh, Sal has to play along although... Uh, not the best. Sal's not meant for this kind of uh it's kind of goofing around apparently. No, no, he's he's more straight-laced. He's a little bit more straight-laced as they say. Well, maybe not straight-laced. Ha <laughs> ha. Waka <Waka-waka>. oh. <laughs> waka. waka waka. Sorry. It had to be done. Uh <clears throat> but um Don, uh, I'm sorry. Sal says to Don, uh I've never seen a steward as so eager. And Don's like, "Really?" Hmm. Now seriously, was that just kind of dick yeah. Honestly. I mean, I'm I'm with Sal here. Uh most stewardess threaten my life when I get on a plane. Yeah. Oh, you're scared uh, to ask for that second Coke. John, I don't ask for anything. I, I ask them if they need anything. Just to keep oh. them from um from insulting me. Well and I'm sure that makes them feel good. Oh it does. I can I get you anything, ma'am? And then they tell <laughs> me to shut up. I don't know. I I do hate the airlines, just like everyone else. Um so they, uh, I'm sorry, our, our, our little stewardess, who's altogether annoying, I'm sorry, uh, for uh, for however attractive she is, her her, her uh, personality is so off-putting, it makes you just want to jam your head into a wall until she shuts up or you can't hear her anymore. Yeah. Um, invites them out to dinner, John. They, uh, turns out, they're staying at the same hotel. No. Yeah. Who knew? So they say, sure. Uh, her... Friend Lorelai has inroads uh, at a great restaurant, and they're all gonna go to dinner together. How nice!
1: Wasn't that just a hoot? A hoot
0: and a holler, John. To be clear.
1: And before before we get all the way to the the holler part of that, uh, we see Ken and Pete on the way out, both having received outstanding news for the day, and kind of giving each other.
0: uh, I don't know what do you call
1: that. It's not really compliments.
0: No, (laughs) because they don't mean it. I like how Pete says, I've always liked your work. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously, like he, man? Like he's about to pull a knife on him. No, just like he's so talking down to him. Like I know. so talking down. And you're just like, honestly. Now, John, would you do the same thing? Oh, not a chance. Oh, no, you would be, you would have uh, just not said anything. Exactly. You know what I would have done? Tell me. I would have got, uh, I, I would have got, when I got off the elevator, I would have turned around, slapped him, and then laughed and pointed at him. And said, "I got promoted to head account."
1: But then, then he would have said, "See, then you'd just be in a bunch of trouble."
0: Then he would have said, "No, I got promoted to head accounts," and, and then I would have, I would have just broke into tears and cried. I would have sat down on the floor, cross like Indian style, and just wept. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so then we we do get back uh, to Baltimore and dinner. And believe it or not, the stewardess' friend. Do you know the stewardess' name, by the way? Lorelai. No, the other one. Oh no. Oh, anyway, Lorelei is more annoying than the first stewardess we met. Oh, Can you believe yeah. that? Can you believe it?
1: Well, yeah, I can believe it.
0: I don't. Stewardess get a bad rap now for uh, for for being mean and ugly. Uh, I guess at, at least in the uh, in the is, are, are we in the '60s yet?
1: It, we, we've always been in the '60s.
0: Oh, sorry. Damn it. At least in the '60s '60s they were hot and stupid.
1: Is that, is that the choice you'd make?
0: Hot uh, and stupid? Yeah, because yeah, I can turn off the stupid in my head.
1: Apparently you know not, because I mean? that's what you're focused on in the scene.
0: Yeah, I know. But if I had to spend any real time with them, I would turn off the stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whereas oh. if I had to spend real time with a current stewardess, right. I wouldn't have even the chance to turn off the stupid, because they would probably punch me in the ear just for being there.
1: And somehow, the bib-wearing co-pilot got an invite to this.
0: That is hilarious, by the way. That makes this scene. Kinda, <laughs> both the women are throwing themselves at Don and Sal. And the, and the pilot's just there eating a the lobster and a bib, being like, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Fifth you pass, wheel. You pass what? the butter? Fifth wheel makes it more stable. What are we doing? <laughs> okay, man uh in in this scene uh Don tries to uh, to uh, throw the old uh, uh storyline to sal uh they 've told the girls that they're accountants and uh the uh, Lorelai says that that sounds sexy and the pilot kind of calls her on it and is like honestly really how did how far did you have to deep how di- how deep did you have to dig to come up with that one genius um and Don says you know what it's all right Uh, have you heard of James Hoffa? And I don't really know how this went, but somehow they got everybody to believe that they were G men. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sure. Um, he tries to get Sal to, uh, explain what they do. And Sal's just like, I don't, I don't know, Bill, what do we do? That's when I just would have slapped Sal. (laughs) You're, you're creative, man. That's right. (laughs) Think of something. He's artistic. He's not creative. Okay. Is there a difference, John? What you tell me? <laughs> I don't. I haven't been able to find one. Uh, so we finish off our dinner, potentially have a night camp. Uh, Lorelai annoys me a little more, and then we find ourselves in the elevator, John. Now I don't know where Lorelai went. Chances are she passed out in the bathroom, kind of hung over the toilet, puke style. Uh, but in the elevator or the lift, all we have is Don, the stewardess we can't come up with a name for, and Sal.
1: Now, if we have any stewardesses listening, I'd like to know, is it something like a military where you're not actually allowed to change out of your uniform?
0: No, my guess is, you know, they just went to the restaurant. There wasn't time. And the the, the uniform is quite fashionable. There's no no reason you'd have to. Um, And if we do have any stewardess listening, please stop. Moving on. I'm sorry. Was that out loud? The thing is, is we're in the elevator and there's a stop. And the bellboy gets on. The bellboy shoots Sal a quick look as if he has some kind of uh, device in his pocket that tells him where other gay guys are. Maybe he does. Maybe <laughs> there actually is a. In the 60s, there was a gaydar. I'm guessing it would have been rather than a large, like a big walkie talkie. Yeah,
1: it probably wouldn't have been portable.
0: I mean, Steve Jobs wasn't around to make that beautiful for us. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's kind of weird. I mean, we we get a little look, but it doesn't seem to be anything, you know, to talk about. Uh, Sal makes a comment about how he felt a little weird uh, not having a uniform on. Hmm. And then he gets off the elevator at his floor, and, oh, I think I remember her name now. Uh, maybe her name was Shelly. All right. And he goes, Shelly, it's been swelly. And that's why Sal's not good with the chicks. <laughs> One of the reasons. What? Well, Yes. Uh, they get to, uh, Don's floor and, uh, she says, Hey, uh, just real quick. You know, I'm wondering if your floors like my floor, let's see. And I believe that's code for, let's go to your room and take our clothes off. I don't know. No, no, no. Don seems to know the code. Oh, Don's well aware of what's happening here. They stumble down the hallway, John, and she, uh, she pretends to trip into the wall and pulls him close and they go in for a kiss. And she asks Don, what are we doing? And Don says, I don't, I don't know. I mean, what, what would be your reply? Oh, we're making out next to a wall. No. She tells him, this is bad, John. This is bad. She's engaged and he could be her last chance. In which Don replies. It's a little been, wisdom. <laughs> I've been married a long time and there are plenty of chances. <laughs> well done, sir uh, Now, John, just just to be clear You're you're a beautiful man Clearly, right? Right. right? Am I right? You're right How often when you get on a plane Yeah Are number one, the stewardess is a little bit nicer to you And right. number two, do they throw themselves at you in this fashion? Uh, nicer, almost always oh. uh,
1: Throwing themselves, probably Percentage. not as much
0: could could you give me a percentage? Like uh, out of ten out of ten flights, how many? How it many? It depends
1: else? on the airline.
0: It's a, those Southwest girls. I tell you what, Southwest. Oh, yeah. with the purple planes. Yeah, that's true. They're feisty, John. <laughs> a lot of spirits. I tell you what else. I tell you what else is feisty. Yeah. Uh, Sal, when when it, when it's too warm in his room, John. Uh, it turns out when he gets back to his room, the air conditioner is not working.
1: And I guess it gets warm in Baltimore. And he
0: calls up uh, it, 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 well, I'll tell you what. From my experience, in the summer, it is the mouth of hell in Baltimore. It is so hot in Baltimore, <laughs> you could possibly melt. Now, I could go into why I know this, but I won't because it would just bore the listener, as I tend to do. He calls down and he says, listen, my air is broken, and it is, it is, you know, it is sweltering in here. Right. Stagnant. I believe he said that it is stagnant in here. And they, they're, they're going to send somebody up. Well, and apparently
1: it's also warm in Don's room. Because oh,
0: John, it is white hot. <laughs> so warm that uh, <laughs> Shelly begins to disrobe. She does, indeed. Uh, now, she says that people ask her if she used to be a model, John. She sure, she sure never was.
1: Don doesn't seem to care.
0: <laughs> I don't think at this point he cares at all. Uh, the shirt is coming off, and she says, now it's your tune. And he says, uh, in a minute. Uh, Don is always under full control. Am I it, right? It,
1: well, I, no, I think you're wrong, but I, they make it appear that way.
0: you will right. Well, okay. Uh, in the moment, Don is under full control. In Absolutely. His life, in his life, John, he's missing a wheel. <laughs> he needs that fifth one. Riding on the rims, John. Uh, we then flash back after the shirt is off, and she pushes Don down to have her way with him. We go back to Sal's place, and that same bellboy comes in to check the air, John. What are the chances? He does everything. He's the guy. He, he, he does do everything, John. Uh, after he fixes the air. Uh, He's a full-service bellhop. <laughs> if you will. Uh, uh, Sal's looking, in, uh, uh, looking for some cash for a tip, and the shot is down at Sal's hands, uh, where he has his, 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 his wad, if you will. Sorry. And uh, you just see the bellboy's feet come very close in. I thought this was a good shot. I I think that was well played. Uh, Now, this is where I'm a little confused. Okay. And I'm slightly confused. Because I don't feel as if Sal has given any sure signs that he is um, interested in the bellboy. Right. Uh, but the bellboy seems to have full confidence that he can go up and just start making out with Sal. And on top of this, and tell me if I'm wrong, the bellboy is strikingly resemblanced, if thats a word—to Dustin Hoffman in uh, *The Graduate*. *The Graduate*. Yeah, I hadn't. So did you I think had, the same thing?
1: No, I hadn't. I hadn't thought of that before. But when you just said that, it's maybe a little bit older. But yeah,
0: it doesn't. It remind so. So much. I don't know why. Anyway, so uh, the bellboy just starts making out with him. And I got to say, Sal is having a great time. Uh, the bellboy wastes no time going for the junk. Uh, undoes... What? No, they're, they're aggressive in Baltimore. Oh, is that is that how it is? Yeah. Do you know this from experience? I just think it's common knowledge. Moving on. Uh, pushes Sal down on the bed. And uh, they show uh, going for the junk. The hand, hand in place. John, it got so hot in there, it tripped the fire alarm. Hey, Indeed.
1: I know, uh, I, I got to say, when, when Don was like, let's go, I mean, yeah. I, you know, and I know fires are a big deal, but I've never yeah. seen anybody move that fast with a fire alarm.
0: Uh, I always do. To be honest with you, I am always the first one at the door. All and right. I push, I push people down.
1: But because Don is so quick to move, mm-hmm. he actually sees Sal before he's ready to move.
0: Sal is obviously having a tremendous experience uh, after years of hiding his uh, his wants and needs. John, yep. Um, it just kind of all happened at once, and right? he's he's forced to face reality in a way uh, it, it, that he never has before. And then, I mean, imagine you're facing the reality of this thing you've been trying to hide your whole life, and you look out the window and your boss is there. Yep, and you're like. Oh, no, no. Oh. The bellboy, on cue, uh, comes running <laughs> around the corner without his shirt on um, or putting his shirt on. And it doesn't leave much to the imagination for Don.
1: But it's uh, shocking to Don.
0: Well, I think so. Uh, very shocking. But at the same time, uh, it's a good kind of juxtaposition because Don's out there with, uh, with a stewardess and... Uh, Sal's out there with the uh, bellboy and it's like, okay, well, yeah, I got something on you, but you know, you still got a little something on me here. You know what I mean? Right. So it's not like Don has to, Don would have to be a little careful. Let's say Don was overly homophobic, right? And, uh, and totally threatened Sal in a way, you know? Right. Sal could easily just contact his wife and tell her the whole story. Right. And Don's already skating on thin ice, my friend. From the previous year. Very, very thin. Uh, We then uh, go to the elevator halls, and we see Joan. At work. uh, We're back in New York. We are back in New York, clearly, John. We see Joan and Peggy. Uh, They're talking about, uh, I think, a little Englishman. And then uh, Joan... I think kind of talks about a ring and just says that she doesn't ride the subway. I don't, can you help me out here?
1: Well, no, I think, uh, I think Joan is just like, you know, Peggy's tired of John. She's tired of, um, her, her assistant looking at the, the, the English guy. And Joan's like, yeah, you know, I'm not actually at work yet.
0: Let's, let's back off (laughs) on the bitching. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, and and I think she does ask aren't, aren't you afraid to r- ride the subway with that ring on yeah and uh Joan does not ride the subway John no no, that is what that is what people call beneath her well, I'd like to point out i'd like to point out right now uh I do ride the subway uh uh it, it's not
1: beneath me. I thought you rode your bike
0: no i i don't john uh it's uh winter time if you if you don't know uh I live in New York City and we are pounded by snow. Constantly. Gotcha. Makes it hard to ride a bike. You'll probably hear a plow go by, by any minute. Oh.
1: It's yeah. nice to know that those are out. Um yeah, we we do find out Pete get a, a quick bit of not so great news. Yeah, jeez. Um he finds out that head of account is really head of accounts is really heads of account. And plural. it's a plural. Plural position. just to be clear. Yeah. So apper- just- apparently um when we get back to Baltimore Sal was so uh, concerned after his rough night, he
0: slept in and
1: uh, shows up late to the London Fog meeting.
0: You know, I wonder if he slept in or if he, he, like, contemplated just disappearing.
1: Right. You know, because... Yeah,
0: start over. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, man, I can't do this. I right? can't do this. And then, you know, talks himself into it. He probably thought to himself, hey, you know, he's got something on me, but I got something on him. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's throw down. We meet the guys from London Fog. It's a father-son situation, John. Uh, The the father is happy with the way things are going, and the son sees room to grow. Exactly. Now, now this I didn't understand because um, I thought Don would have maybe thrown a little support the son's way. Uh, The son wants to grow the product line, and uh, Don actually sides with father that just wants to keep doing coats. expanding the product line would expand don's business as well right and i don't think he's against it no but, no not at all but yeah. he he certainly didn't he certainly he certainly didn't uh uh help out the son at all and it seemed at the end of that scene that you know oh okay well we won't we we won't expand the product line right uh, Don does play the card that, you know, there's other people out there that make hats, but you guys are London Fog and you're known for your coats, so do what you do best, best. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't really agree with that, but, I mean, I do agree with that in a way, but I feel like,
1: uh, well, that's the same advice they'll get later on regarding the tobacco. Now what? You know, that the Don's company. You know, like, you guys know tobacco, do what you know. Yeah. Um, And they they wind up going against it. But I think, I also think the Sun's point is a little bit, um, you know, not well thought out. I mean, you know, every person, every person in the country already has their raincoat. You know, I don't know about that. You know, you have the, you have uh, people growing up, getting older, old ones wearing out. Um, You know, know, I just thought that was a poor, like, oh, well, we need new business because everybody already has their raincoats.
0: Yeah. Well, but let's be honest. Uh, I don't think – you don't buy a child a London Fog raincoat. Uh, You buy a a raincoat usually when you're a little bit older, done growing. Right. It's not something you wear all that often, so you do keep it longer than a a seasonal coat. Sure. Uh, So I am am firmly on the sun side, to be honest with you. All right. For both Don's uh, uh, benefit and, and London Fog's benefit. Huh. All right. Anyway, sorry about that.
1: No, no. I was gonna. I was actually gonna interject that. Uh, I, I went ahead and looked out, uh, looked up London Fog, mm-hmm. watching this episode, and lo and behold, the London Fog homepage. You get a greeting from Christina Hendricks.
0: Get oh right because she's the model for them now. She, is. she is. what, everybody's jumping on board, John.
1: And they uh, they they're still in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and uh, they even link um, at the bottom of the homepage for London Fog. You can even see like see us on Mad Men. Oh, at wow. the bottom of the page, so.
0: Well done. Yeah. They really embraced that. Well done. Uh, they then just go on a tour of the facilities. It was a very uh, quick and simple uh, meeting. Yep. I mean, there was really nothing to meet about. I don't know why Sal was there. I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like Don just could have gone on his own.
1: Right. Uh, but there's really, is the, you know, there's so much more for this story with the whole, you know, the whole bellboy well, and, be and all honest,
0: that. I mean, a lot of times you do just take people to meetings with you you do yeah just either uh a lot of times it it makes the client happy to see who's working on it and that there are you know like you have a team of people working on it yeah it makes the client happy and it also makes you look better or bigger you know when you have when you have other people with you you know what i mean like if don always goes by himself you know oh do, do you have a team doing this right or is it just you so, it's always good. But, yeah, and and the guy already knows Sal and he likes him, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess it does make sense.
1: And if you if you've ever wanted to see a worm in a suit,
0: go to the oh. next
1: scene. I am. And you'll see the meeting room where we have Pete and Ken getting the rundown of how the accounts are going to be divvied between them. Mm-hmm. And Pete is just like, you know, he could melt butter with those eyes.
0: Honestly, it reminded me of John Boehner. He looks like he's going to cry. Okay. Does the Speaker of the House jokes not fly here on the... Oh, I missed that. All right. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Shit. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's pretty sad. He literally does look like he's going to cry. Uh, Here we see uh, the disappointment in that uh, he believes uh, Ken got all the good accounts. and He got the crap accounts. Not true. I mean, I believe just brand name-wise... Pete got some good accounts, so
1: yeah, and it's just you know it's funny because afterwards, um, you know, Ken points because because Lane makes a statement, you know, uh, you're getting half, but someone could distinguish themselves, pretty much making it a competition. And, which I hate, and and, and right, well, and, which Ken points out, like, look, this is they want us to be like really upset at each other, yeah, you know, and I'm not going to do that, and, and Pete just again shows himself to not be. Uh, you know, maybe he does turn into a better business guy later on in this series, but like right now he just kind of
0: comes off as a a childish idiot. Totally. Totally. We then find ourselves on the plane, uh, back to New York. Um, I don't think Sal could look any more uncomfortable. He is very much, uh, Don's pretending to be asleep. Maybe he's just thinking. And he does a thinly veiled, uh, I know what happened and I'm going to keep it close to the vest and so should you, um, kind of advertisement pitch.
1: Uh, Really well done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's funny. The first time I saw it, I thought it was super brilliant. The second time, I I don't know. I mean, it's good. (laughs) Uh, Do do, you want to describe it for us? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Don, Don
1: just kind of leans towards Sal and, uh, you know, he says, Uh, I want to ask you something, and Sal gets really nervous because he thinks it's going to be about the the night before. Uh, But Don then um, really just lays out uh, a commercial, an ad ad commercial, uh, about uh, a woman with a raincoat on. And, you know, you think she's flashing somebody, and uh, the tagline would be, limit your exposure. And it's just kind of the way it's done. He's leaning in, kind of quiet voice. uh, And it, it seems like Sal gets it right away.
0: Oh yeah, well yeah, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't know. You, you, I, at first, I thought this was going to go on longer, and uh, of course, we all know what happens to Sal later in the season. But um, this is uh, this is rough. I, I, you know, it's 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 funny because the first time I saw it, I thought Don like really took it very well. You know, yeah. like he. He had thought about the situation, but now looking back at it, I really feel like it was what I said earlier in the episode, where he's he it was more of a "you caught me, I caught you," you know right. what I mean? Right. Uh, whereas, I get, I mean, obviously Don is a bit tolerant because it's not like he's weirded out by him necessarily. Right. It keeps working with him, but he's not altogether uh, progressively. Uh, we then are back in the office with Captain uh, Captain Worm, douche. I've run out of names for people, John. <laughs> I've run out of insults. Oh, believe me, they'll keep know. coming. I, um, you know, I'm a little rusty. We haven't done the show in a long time, and I, uh, I'm showing it.
1: Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at what th- happens with Joan here. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. Before we get to the Captain Worm, um, Joan heads up to our friend uh, John Hooker, and. Uh, <laughs> Says Mister Hooker, uh, we got you an office. You know the uh, the poor guy that got canned earlier, his office is now vacant, and uh, it has an ant farm. And Hooker's like, ah, oh, that's weird, but that's what he gets. And then and then we get you know then we get to our, uh, our our Captain Worm suit, and he's all upset and and again drinking, and his hair is disheveled. And Trudy comes mean, in all excited. You mean,
0: you and, mean Pete? Because you're just calling everyone a worm at this point. John. No, no,
1: that I've I've called him a worm twice.
0: Let's refer to him with by his name, Pete,
1: please. Okay, sure. Uh, comes in, uh, Trudy comes in, and she's got this desk set. The buck stops here. All excited for him, and he he starts to whine about what happened, and um, and you know, Trudy maintains support. You know, she doesn't tell him to uh, knock it off. She's just like, "You're ambitious. You're never happy," and um, and, and you know, always wants more.
0: I think the hat she has on yeah. looks like a piece of like licorice candy. Well, I think
1: that no, I think well, it's just drawing your uh, attention away from her outer smock, which looks like uh, cotton candy.
0: Oh, I don't mind. I don't mind the. I don't mind the coat. Oh, okay. It's kind of neat. The oh yeah, hat is amazing. It kind of looks like a Shriner hat, doesn't it? Without oh, the a tassel. Black. Yeah, and it has a little like. It has a little tassel something up there. Yeah, like a bow. Something. It's gorgeous. Just (laughs) gorgeous. We then see a little sketch of what Don was talking about. Uh, Somebody's showing too much, if you know what I mean. Limit your exposure. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Um, Good little sketch. Wish I could sketch like that. I always wanted to. Um, And the guys are talking about the trip. Sal keeps his mouth shut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that Kinsey bastard always thinks that there's something to something to dish about. I yep. hate his coat. Yeah, he's no he... kind of, He's kind of a chubby douche. <laughs> that damn beard. <laughs> Round stupid head. Yeah. With the pipe. The pipe. What a knob. And I you know, I'm I'm I miss him in season four. No, you don't. You know, it's fun, you know, you love to hate some people. Yeah. And I love to hate Kinsey. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh we then go into Don's office where uh Roger's having himself a bit of a drink
1: and uh some Cuban.
0: Yeah, some Cuban cigars with I don't know. What 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 are they talking about here, John?
1: Well, they actually Roger tells Don about the competition. Uh-huh. That they've hired them both and and uh, uh right as Don's learning about it Pete comes in to really just whine about it to a somebody of else yeah. and uh, sees Roger and is like, ah, crap, I can't whine about it. Mm-hmm. And so he just said, he just says something on the opposite end. Oh, I can't wait. You know, I'm so happy I got this thing.
0: Yep. Then Cooper comes in uh, and I think he's just uh, distressed by the, uh, by the takeover. He's used to being the head guy. He's used to running the show, John, and now Lane Price is hiring two people for the same job and starting competitions and being ridiculous. Yeah.
1: But it is nice because this, this one little line actually sets up a big part of next next episode.
0: And that is?
1: Uh, Cooper comes in and says that they, they need an ad for Penn Station mm-hmm. because there's going to be a big turnover at Penn. They're going to tear it down and build something new. Oh, God. Well, and, you, know, uh, you know
0: what they do? They tear it down to build Madison Square Garden.
1: Exactly. And, that, again, that's a big part of next
0: episode. Let me just tell you. If you can, people, and if, you know, for, for our, many, our thousands and billions of listeners in New York, you all understand. But the folks out there and the rest of the world, look up New York Penn Station before they tore it down. It was amazing. Then look up current Penn Station. It literally looks like a kitty litter box. It, they, they took they took this beautiful this beautiful huge station, yeah, and packed it in the basement of the Alamo, shipped it to New York, put it underground, and then had a bunch of animals come in and take dumps in it. It is the most miserable place I've ever been, John. Yes, even Port Authority is better. <laughs> and that is I'm, saying there's quite no a way. Day. There's no way. Port Authority literally. Puts, me, puts a knife in my hand and I hold it to my throat the entire time. Penn Station <laughs> makes me cut. that's all I'm going to say <laughs> don't go don't go, everybody. but you so you've seen like video and, and pictures of the yeah, old: Yeah, I've seen pictures of the old one. it was it was massive. it was huge. I think it was bigger than Grand Central is now. yeah it's gorgeous. and then somebody decided to build Madison Square Garden, which by the way, dump. Is that not a nice place? I've never been. No, it's not particularly nice. Okay. It's big, I guess. Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) But to to take down that station and just put a just put a poo box underground for everyone to stand in while they're waiting for their train. Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm ranting. That's all right. Um, We then find ourselves in um, Hooker's office with Lane, and he's asking him why he has an office, (laughs) and then kicks him out. (laughs) And then kicks him out, which is awesome. That was great. What everyone wanted. And maybe Joan was smart enough to come up with that on her own. You know, if, if she did put him in, like, a big office from someone who had a big position, especially the guy they just fired, Yeah, there's no way Lane would let him keep it. Yeah. No, that it worked out because it's like, uh, why don't
1: you sit out front?
0: She's brilliant. Uh, we then get home to see uh, Don, you know, coming in. Uh, they're in the bedroom.
1: And I just uh, want to point out that
0: for real... This is this
1: is the first time we see Bobby number 2.
0: Yes. This is This is Bobby number 2. It's it's just sad everybody. Uh, I miss I miss Bobby number 1. <laughs> the the mute. The, listen, lay off that kid, man. He was young, but at least he he is the real Bobby.
1: He's the he the original.
0: This one is the real. What? Okay. You're an ass, sir. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, we get, Betty pretty much tells him to get the F out of here, which yeah. is hilarious. She's so mean to those kids. <laughs> and, and she calls in Sally, uh, to, uh, you know, have her tell Don what she's done. Cause she admitted to breaking the latch. I love and, how uh, Don handles this. I, I just thought, love just, this. Just effing brilliant. Well, we'll pull it out of your allowance. I don't get an allowance. Then don't break things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well done, uh, Sally. I-, I think, as you pointed out, just you know, just wants Don to stay around because literally she's living with a monster, and uh, Don's pretty nice to the kids usually yeah. when he's there. Well, and, and and Sally's monster doesn't live under the bed. No, it uh, it lives in the room next door to her, <laughs> <laughs> and is now having a a warlock demon child to <laughs> to frighten us all. Uh, but the the-, uh, the big deal is that Sally goes into. Uh, uh, down suitcase To see what surprise She's brought him And what does she find John
1: She she pulls out And you know this was a big thing um, I think back in what the late 80s and 90s Where you'd always get like the little wings Yes you could get the wings and uh, But this is not a souvenir wings This is the actual stewardess's Stick pin wings yeah. That uh, came off during the fire drill
0: I don't think that was the fire drill John Oh A-o. D-W-A Gotcha uh, Don, uh, looks at her, you know, are these for me, daddy? And, uh, Don's like, uh, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. And, uh, and then has, uh, one of those, uh, thoughtful, drawn out looks on his face like, Oh, I am a bastard. I gotta stop doing this, but I'm going to keep doing it. And I like how they
1: bring, like, you know, again, they bring the whole episode around to a nice circle close because... Sally just kind of lays between them um and asks you know kind of contemplating uh Betty's pregnancy he says you know well tell me about when I was born and so you know we started with like the whole mess of crap that was Don's birth yeah and you know we come to Sally's birth which was you know a good thing you know it was they were together he was there uh, it was the middle of the night they were he was supporting her um you know, Don took the suitcase and her favorite stuffed eeyore. It was and, not a stillbirth, and it was not a still. Don was not a stillbirth.
0: No, but I know his, his sister know. was. But just you know, sister. a
1: great a great conclusion to how it started, and again, just a great first episode.
0: It was a. Gr- and so much happened in this first episode. Yeah, brilliant. I, I think much better than season four uh, opener episode. To be honest, sure. I mean, all that we had in the season four episode was just the new offices, and it, I don't know, it wasn't.
1: Well no, I mean, you know in season four I tried to do the same thing with the uh the interview, you know, before and after. Yeah. Um but this this is just again, a lot happens.
0: A rock solid episode. John. Absolutely. Can I ask you and, and it's over. Yeah, that's can, it. Can can I ask you a question? John? Yeah. Is anyone out there in Listener Land still listening?
1: Oh, I tell you what, we got
0: lots of friends. We do? We have all kinds of followers. Uh, uh th- do, we, do we have a mailbag? Yeah, oh yeah. Can you bust it open, mailbag style? Burr, 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 burr. Oh my god! <laughs> you opened it without me, John. <laughs> what am I good for? Oh, well, we got we got
1: if a bunch. Not the mailbag style. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um.
1: Well, we'll start off with uh, one of our absolute favorite contributors, our good friend Lexi in San Diego.
0: Oh. Oh.
1: And yes. uh, we, um, we, got, we got this, I think, the day after the last post. So this has been a
0: while. It was but, a Christmas miracle, John. It,
1: it really was. We, um, if, for those of you who don't know or haven't checked out the photos, uh, Lexi is kind enough to contribute a magazine cover to this show. It was inspired by Paul. Paul one time a while ago making a statement that Kinsey should be on the cover of Douche magazine and that spurned, spawned Douche magazine. Yes, indeed. And we've had two issues to date, and they've all—they've both been outstanding. And this is the winter edition, the annual crazy bitch episode or issue, <laughs> with, with uh, Betty Monster on the cover. And uh, again, everybody, this will be posted up on the Facebook. Uh, please take a look. It is—it is hysterical. It'll
0: also be posted largely on the website. And so, yes. uh, Lexi, thank you very much. Uh, you have not let us down. That was as the British say brilliant.
1: Uh, we also got an email from our friend Jane. Jane writes, "Now I don't know if you remember way back to our last show, but we were talking about uh, you know the, uh, the the bombs and the bomb shelters." Oh, see, yes, uh, with the the Cuban thing, and um, and there there was a, a discussion on how long it takes to get to your bomb shelter, and we discussed the six minute rule. Six minutes. So Jane wanted to to check and see if that is actually uh the the case and and I looked it up, and yes, uh it is and uh she so she shared a link with us to, to time dot com where Mad Men made the top ten in t v in the past year, of course, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also a fun photo of uh a woman and her two young children running for the uh fallout shelter. I love the those bomb photos. shelter, and it's great because like uh you know the the mom is like way out front and just barely dragging the kids along it's like uh, that yeah. so would be Betty,
0: oh she wouldn't even tell the kids, yeah, she's like hey uh i'm gonna I'm just gonna go for six minutes, the last six minutes of your lives uh, um we also we, I don't we, think i I'm just gonna say john uh, as as someone who's not a parent, I don't think we scare America's children about nuclear war nearly enough
1: uh, I think that's a good point, although you're not gonna do much when it happens, so
0: well, you got six minutes to do something. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: we, got, we got an email from our friend Laura in Massachusetts. Uh, loved the last podcast. Very funny. One of the most funniest. And uh, she, along with several of the Facebook followers, are interested in a comment you made last time about a possible New York get together a meetup,
0: as they say. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, any
1: further details?
0: No. I wanted to thank you for your interest. <laughs> Uh, Until I get uh, emails from at least 100 people that say, oh, my God, I promise you I'll be at that meetup, and I won't do anything weird when I get there, Uh, we'll do it. (laughs) Uh, Details to follow.
1: And um, (laughs) our friend Jason writes in. Jason writes in and says he loves the podcast, been listening to this since the beginning. Uh, Wants to say that if you think the actor who plays Bobby is worthless – now, I don't know which Bobby he's referring to, as there's been seven – but uh, he says, <laughs> if you think he's worthless, check out little, little Bill O'Reilly on YouTube. You'll be glad you did. Uh, and he also loves sweet potatoes. Uh, Jason, thanks for the email. I haven't had a chance to check it out. So it's uh, Lil, L-I-L, Bill O'Reilly uh, on YouTube. And, and if somebody has a chance to look at that, let us know. And uh, Jason thought it was funny.
0: I'll try to post all these links to everybody on, on the website, so.
1: And uh, we got just, uh, just the two more. Uh, our, our friend Terry uh, writes in and says, Oh, no, the first thing I thought when I saw this photo is uh, Douche Crew 2. And this is something else we could post. It was just a, a cast photo um, and not from a, from a party. Mm-hmm. So there was uh, Ken Cosgrove um, and uh, I think Pete with uh, thank you, thank you. Sally yeah. in yep. the middle. And it was yep. just like a, a cast
0: party, and, and it was a little creepy because there was a, they were out of character and just eh, looking a little bit weird. And as all actors have to do when it's the off season, you're literally required, yeah, to grow to grow a beard. Seriously, could you be more cliche, guys? Stop growing beards, everybody. Honestly, but <laughs> like, do you get a tax break for this shit? Stop growing beards. It's not cool. It's passe at this point. Though. You're embarrassing yourselves. You're, you're just embarrassing yourselves. Now, I know we we have a lot of hipsters in the Williamsburg listening. Yeah, yeah. Stop it with the beards, damn it. And if I see one more mustache T-shirt, I'm serious, okay? I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do, but I'm going to be really mad. Oh. <clears throat> I'm sorry. That's all right.
1: Our last email for the mailbag, before we close it up, comes from our friend Willie. He writes in, uh, talking about our last podcast, how, um, you know, Betty was contemplating terminating the abortion or the uh, yeah. pregnancy. yeah. And how there was a thought that maybe she could head to Puerto Rico. Sure. Um, apparently that was a real thing. Uh, uh, poor,
0: poor, Puerto Rico is the place to be. Yeah, I know. Uh,
1: Willie cites a Diane Keaton movie uh, that was uh, in the 70s and uh, based in the early 70s. And that was part of the deal, heading down to Puerto Rico uh, to get that taken care of. So Puerto Here's Rico, abortions. little,
0: little son, little fun, little baby removal. The two, two go together. Sounds great,
1: um, and that that's it. For, so we can uh, we can close up the mailbag if you'd like to do that.
0: Oh boy, oh, that was
1: awful. That was <laughs> awful. Really bad. That was the worst thing I've ever heard I, in my I, life. I do want to point out a couple of things. I don't know if you saw this. You, I'm sure you did. Uh, our friend Emma posted on the Facebook a hysterical uh, article how uh, the actor that plays Pete Campbell kind of lost it at a dinner where, <laughs> where somebody had brought brought up the fact that you know he's known as Rapy Pete. <laughs> That's not true. It's true.
0: He's known as Rapey Pete. They they wrote Rapey Pete. Well, no, you can infer that from the article. Oh, okay. See, people, we've got to stop referring. <laughs> Until I hear no, no, no. Somebody... He says that though. No, did you read this, this article? No, I, I don't. I I can't
1: read. So so what happens is that he gets he gets so upset that the the tables around his table start to get a little concerned because he's actually starting to to yell. And the the thing he was yelling about is he, it, it, he he yells to his friend that Pete is not a rapist, right? And said he actually blames the whole thing on the actress, saying the actress was supposed to kiss him back in the scene, and no matter how many takes they did, she would not reciprocate the kiss. That's because it felt and, a little
0: rapey while. <laughs> He played it so – listen, if you didn't play it so rapey, I'd kiss you back, pal. That's what she said. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that I have any information, but my inf- my source tells me that that's what happened.
1: And then uh, one last thing from the Mad Men news hopper uh, that we talked about <laughs> right, before the, right before we started recording was that um, there is definitely some uh, uncertainty as to when Mad Men will actually be coming back. Uh, it has been confirmed for a fifth season – but there were several swirling reports out there that the uh, summer start in July may not happen. So, oh if every if anybody has other suggestions, because we're we're wrapping it up here, I think we only got four uh, episodes
0: left. Well, the way we're going, John, we'll be lucky to finish by two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so, Good so point. There. Let's 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 be clear. We're gonna we're gonna try to pump uh, the 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 rest out a little quicker though. Unfortunately, uh, both Kate and I have been sick. Constantly, since Halloween. So <laughs> uh, so uh, that has uh, taken a little wind out of our Mad Men sails, if you will. Um, but John, uh, I'd like to remind everybody, you can still contact us. John reads all the emails, and sometimes I glance at them. And you can get those to us, both of us, at staff at madmenrecap.com. Now, we have two other ways for you to participate. One of them is through the Twithawk. Now, the Twitter right now is a little slow because usually we Twitter, we live Twitter each show. But one reason to follow us on Twitter is that I send out a Twitter blast every time I post an episode. So if you want to get in on it, if you want to be the first on your block, good luck, to listen to the show, join the Twitter and I'll let you know. Another way you can do that is through the Facebook, John. I don't know if you've heard of this website, The Facebooks.
1: Yeah. Now there's a movie about it.
0: Oh, it's, I, I, I don't know. Apparently, it's pretty cool. A lot of people are on it. And, John, we are too. That's right. Mad Men Recap on Facebook. We've got an incredible community of dedicated individuals that help us make this interesting. So, uh, they have lots of comments. Mainly, it's been, when are you guys going to record a new channel? (laughs) (laughs) A.K.A., is Paul dead? And uh, he's easily replaceable, John. Could we just get somebody? (laughs) So... so, (laughs) No, no fear. I'm not dead and we uh, will continue to do shows, but you need to continue to show up on Facebook. John and I uh, check the uh, the member number almost constantly and it makes our hearts leap with tiny little red pellets of joy uh, when we see the number go up. And lastly, John, and most importantly, yeah. the iTunes. Oh, yes. The, o- the only thing that puts a smile on my face besides talking to John and not being sick and, of course, Kate – Is seeing a positive review on iTunes. Why? Why, John? Why? You were going to talk, but I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Because with every review, we get that much closer to becoming the most downloaded media in the world. (laughs) (laughs) We're climbing that ladder. So, So give that some thought, people. Now, with the with the show
1: being off and, and things being slow, we haven't really had much in the way of iTunes uh, comments uh, really since well, Halloween. So Did you hear that? That's the plow. Oh, well, thank you for sharing. Oh, sorry. Um, but and then if, if people are interested, you can also check out the website, madmenrecap.com. And there is, a, at the end of each post, there is a, a Google Voice option. We've had a couple of phone calls over the year. And, uh, uh, yeah, we had,
0: I think, maybe two I forgot to use. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a dick.
1: And Paul will be less <laughs> of a dick this time.
0: <laughs> this time around. 2011, everybody. New leaf. N- no dick. <laughs> 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 That's weird. Anyway, John, it was beautiful talking to you. I missed you so very much. Let's do
1: it again. Nope. Anyway, <laughs> no, we will. Talk to you later.
0: Bye. Bye-bye.